Welcome to Rhema for Today. You see, God's revealed in the Old Testament is the great God I am. And Jesus said, before the Father was, I am. He's trying to tell those Jews that you're looking at God right now. He said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And John's Gospel, the first chapter said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. Without Him was not anything made that was made, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and we found this teaching from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. It said in the 17th chapter of Genesis in the first verse that we read to you that the Lord God appeared unto Abraham and he said unto him I am the almighty God walk thou before me and be thou perfect now in the in the Hebrew he said I am El Shaddai you see God was revealed unto Israel by seven covenant names and this is one of them I am El Shaddai he said El Shaddai in the Hebrew means the God that's more than enough or the all-sufficient one and so the translators translated it Almighty God. If he's more than enough, if he's the all-sufficient one, then he is Almighty. But some way or another, I like that Almighty God, the one that's more than enough. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight is the God, El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. All through the Old Testament, he revealed and unveiled himself as the God that's more than enough. Praise God forevermore. You can see it again and again when Israel was in difficulty. For instance, when he brought Israel out of Egypt, you remember, and they came up to the Red Sea, and on one side you see the wilderness, and on the other side the mountainous country in the Egypt. Egyptians are behind them in the Red Sea before them, and they look to God to pray to see what they could do, but he's the God that's more than enough. And he said, stretch forth thy rod. And when Moses stretched forth his rod, the sea was divided, and Israel walked across dry shod on to the other side. And they were delivered. And uh, the Egyptians essayed to do so, and they were drowned in the depths of the sea. There was a modernistic preacher in recent times that said, well, you know, that reason really wasn't much of a miracle after all, because he said that the place where they went over, the water wasn't but ankle deep anyhow. And when I read that, I thought, dear Lord, that fellow had all kinds of initials on the end of his name, X, Y, Z, Ph.D., and D.D., and I decided the Ph.D. meant post hole digger, because it seemed to me that a common post hole digger would have known better than that. You see, it would have been a great, greater miracle than ever that a whole army drowned in ankle-deep water. <laughs> Amen. That would have been a bigger miracle than the other one. But blessed be God, it wasn't a matter that they were drowned in ankle-deep water. It was a matter that God divided the waters and Israel crossed over on the other side. And the women, you know, got their musical instruments and the timbrels and the tambourines began to sing and to play. Praise God. And in that song that they sang that the Spirit of God gave them, it said the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. Now you know what congealed water is? Look in your dictionary. It's frozen water. God made it stand up. Bless God, just 
froze it instantly. Praise the Lord. And they walked right over to the other side. And then, bless God, when the Egyptians essayed to do so, they were drowned in the depths of the sea. And they didn't make it. Well, all through the Old Testament, you can see when they got over, you know, into Canaan's land. And Joshua became the leader. That they ran into difficulty. And Joshua prayed and the sun stood still in the sky. Praise God forevermore. God, in other words, just stopped the whole thing, the whole universe for a few moments. Because a man of God prayed. Uh, God could do that because he is the almighty God. He is the all-sufficient one. He's the one that's more than enough. I don't care what the situation is. He's the one that's more than enough. The God that's more than enough. And all down through the Old Testament, you can see him moving in the lives of men and women and prophets and kings and priests. And you can see David's mighty men at war. And you'd think he was reading after Superman. Because they did supernatural feats and were not killed and were not wounded themselves. But overcame the enemy because of the power of God that was upon them. Because this God who's more than enough is the all-sufficient one even today, the day in which you and I live. Then when we come to the New Testament, you see, my friends, Jesus Christ himself said before the Father was, I am. You see, God's revealed in the Old Testament is the great God, I am. And Jesus said before the Father was, I am. He's trying to tell those Jews that you're looking at God right now. He said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And John's Gospel, the first chapter said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning and with God without him was not anything made that was made and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us that was the Lord Jesus Christ and he demonstrated in his earth walk that he was the great God I am and he was more than enough praise God you see them out there with the multitude you see and they'd been out there without food and Jesus was preaching to them and he'd preach you know what we call the sermon on the mountain and so on and the people fainted by the wayside and he asked said to them give you them to eat they said we don't have anything the disciples said and they looked around and found a little boy and they got his lunch. Bless God and Jesus. Blessed it and break it and bless the Lord. He's the one that's more than enough and he had them to sit down in numbers you know and so many here and there and he took that little boy's lunch and fed the 5,000. Blessed be God forevermore. What one great modernist preacher said, well that's no, no really miracle said after all the loaves of bread was bigger in that day than they are today but he forgot, <laughs> the, he forgot it was just one little boy's lunch. Praise God. And so he was more than enough, praise the Lord, more than enough. And he attended the marriage feast in Galilee, you remember, with his mother. And she said to him that they run out of wine. And she said to the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And he said for him to fill the water pots with water and bear it to the governor of the feast. And the time they got there with it, the water was turned into wine. And he said, you've saved the best to last because he's more than enough, you see. And you see him as he approached the city of Nain one day. And there's a funeral procession making its way from that city. And a poor widowed mother whose heart is broken with grief and here Jesus stops that funeral procession blessed be God and that young man's raised from the dead and restores unto his mother because he's more than enough and the word came to him one day that his friend Lazarus was sick nigh to death and he tarried purposely a few more days and then he made his way there you see to Bethany and somebody said that he was coming and Martha ran out there to meet him and said oh master if you'd have been here Lazarus would not have died but he said I am the resurrection and the life and she said oh we know that he arrived again 
end and the last day. But notice that Jesus said, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. And so take me to his sepulcher. Where do you have him buried? And so, oh, they said by this time he's tinkered. But he said, roll away the stone. But he said, the God that's more than enough, that's greater than death. Bless God, said Lazarus, come forth. And he who was bound in grave clothes came forth. Blessed be God. And he said to his disciples, loose him and let him go. You see, he's more than enough. And all through his ministry, you see that. And finally, purposely, because it's in the divine plan of God, he put himself into the hands of man because he took upon himself my sins and your sins and my diseases and your diseases. And he was nailed to the cross. And he gave up the ghost. And you see, my friends, death is of the enemy. Satan, the word of God said until Jesus was raised from the dead, had the power of death. They couldn't kill him till he was made sin, you see. But he took my place and he took your place. And so therefore he had to go down into the prison house of suffering for us because he's my substitute. And I'm just dead certain that all the evil spirits and the devils of hell raced up and down the back alleys of hell and rejoiced because we've got the Son of God in our hands. We've defeated the purpose. But on that third morning, God who's more than enough said it's enough. He's satisfied with the claims of justice. Praise God forevermore. And so Jesus down there in hell, praise God, was recreated and he was raised out of that place and he came by the tomb up there and got his body. Praise God forevermore. And Mary came and came out there that day intending, you see, to finish, of course, the embalming process and he was gone. And, and, and so uh, she said, uh, you know, where have they laid him? And she went and told the other disciples about it. But you remember... Then he said to Mary when she started to touch him, Touch me not, for I have yet, not yet ascended unto my Father, unto your Father, unto my God, unto your God. And so he ascended on high and entered into the heavenly holies of holies with his own blood to offer an eternal sacrifice for us. And then he came back to this earth because he said to the disciples, you can touch me now. Uh, they, they said when they saw him, it's a spirit or a ghost. But he said, a spirit hath not flesh and bones. Handle me. And so they handled him. Well, thank God he is the almighty God. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the God that's more than enough. Hallelujah. Now, here's the thought I wanted to get over to you. You see, there are seven things that this God that's more than enough in these three verses of this 91st Psalm there are three things that he said I'll do for you I will. Who is the I that's speaking here? It's the God that's more than enough. Praise God. Keep that in mind. The God that's more than enough. I remember on one occasion a very learned man said to some of we ministerial students this man had a working ability of the Greek and Hebrew languages. In fact, one of the young ministers asked him in our party, asked him, said how many languages do you know? He said, not any yet. And, and, and so another, another young minister rephrased that. Said, how many different languages can you write and speak in? He said, 32. Well, he's got me beat by 32. Uh, it's difficult for me to write and speak in any. And by 32 different languages, the man had done work for the government during World War Number 1 and, you know, translating and so on. And he was recognized as a leading Hebrew and Greek scholar. And so he said to us, because he was sitting there reading his testament, reading from the Greek, and he said, there are some things in the Greek particularly, as well as would be true in some cases in the Hebrew, that, that's difficult to get over into the English language. We don't have any idioms, you see, to, to match it in our language. And he said, uh, 
for instance, and I, this blessed me, and I'm never, I'm, I'm still blessed after all these many, many years, about 40 years nearly. He said, for instance, there in John, you remember the gospel, the 14th chapter, where Jesus said, if you'll ask anything in my name, 14th chapter, 14th verse, if you'll ask anything in my name, I will do it. King James translated, said, I will. Now I bring that to your mind because it said here, I will do seven things. God said, I will do for you. And so here he said, uh, now the translators felt like that they ought to use either I will or I shall because that's the strongest assertion that you can make in the English language. You cannot make anything stronger than saying I will do it or I shall do it. That's the strongest assertion that you can make. And so the translators ought to thought that putting it into the English, they should make it the strongest assertion that can be made. But he read it to me, to our group in the Greek, and it was all Greek to me. And then he said, uh, now I'm going to translate that, you know, literal translation. What it literally said. Here's what it said. He said, if you'll ask anything in my name, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We're offering the, the Legacy Bible once again. Yes. For $129.95. That's my dad's Legacy Bible. And of course, uh, it has uh, the... the uh, his, his, his faith notes. His faith notes, yes. Mm -hmm. It is the King James Version, and we tried to get the new King James, but they did have it right then. In bigger print. In bigger print, yes. which we want. So we went ahead and went with the King James. And it's bound in a beautiful, beautiful leather. leather binder. And, and it, it look, honey, this is a new one. And look, it just opens, it opens right, right up. up. You don't have any trouble. With, yes. You know how you have to bend some of them? It opens right up. It's beautiful. Right up. And it also has a harmony of the gospels in there that Craig wanted in. He found that and put it in. Yes. A concordance. It's beautiful. And it's $129.95. But now if you order the Bible, you're going to get the keys to greater glory. Which is three CDs. Which is three CDs. A CD by my dad called The Reality of Heaven and Hell. And Bringing Back the King, a DVD by my dad. We're going to just include those if yes. you order the Bible. Now, if you just want the four CDs and the one DVD, that's $42.95. So you can get that if you want it. But if you get the Bible, we're going to... I guess as they would We're say. We're throw the rest of them in. <laughs> throw the, those others in. Just go right now and order it because you're going to want it. It's going to be, it's a great offer. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.